Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Peak and Flow podcast. Today I want to talk about um, an Instagram post actually that I put up last week, uh, which was simply titled, Three Lessons That Changed My Life. I've had many more than three lessons that has changed my life. However, these are just three. So I want to share those three with you today. And I also want to share, because um, I did put in my story, uh, asking some of the people that uh, follow my stuff to share theirs. Um, some may be more um, serious than others. But either way, I'm going to go through that. So I want to share first the three lessons that changed my life. I'm going to be reading from my phone as I go through this. So first and foremost, this is actually from a Facebook post. Um, from the 1st of January this year. So the 1st of January is my birthday, which is a great time to reset every year, I guess, or um, at least to take stock. And so commonly I will do some sort of writing and reflection and so forth. The year just gone, I put these three lessons as three lessons that were powerful for me. First one being, in Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, he tells a story where he ends up fighting a local champion uh, a fighter whilst traveling Africa. Even though he was far outsized, the fight ended up in a draw. He was later confused when one of the villagers referred to him as a champion, which is different to the champion, by the way. He drew. He did not win. The villager proclaimed that he was a champion the moment he accepted the challenge, regardless of the result. You're a winner just by accepting the challenge. Lesson two. Earlier this year, it occurred to me that we don't remember time. We remember moments. And then we code those moments with time. They turn into memories, timestamps of meaning. We create memories when we make the decision to participate more in life. I'll say that again. We create memories when we make the decision to participate more in life. Life comes in waves. And you're the surfer. It has ups and downs and in and outs. But remember, you're the surfer. You're not the wave. Accept the challenge. Make more memories. Ride the wave. Over the years, I would have explained many of these in many different formats. I know, especially for that last one around um, the surfer and the wave, I did a podcast. I'll try and find it and share it on my socials. But did a full podcast and mood prep at the time around the difference between being the surfer and being the wave, um, which is exceptionally important. But to talk to the first one as well, it's a reminder for me and, and I hope for everyone else that accept the challenge. Accept, like, when a challenge presents itself, don't see it as a problem. It's a challenge. And we grow stronger through challenges. And sometimes we lose and sometimes we win. I, I did a podcast last week on uh, Finite versus Infinite Games and that's really what it is. So we are already a champion if we continue to accept the challenge. We'll grow. We'll definitely get some losses on the board, but we're definitely over time going to get way more wins. And that's so fundamentally important to remind ourselves, accept the challenge. This one about memories was interesting. So there's a whole nother conversation, but time doesn't exist, right? There only ever is now. We can conceptualize that there is a future and a past and we can, you know, think about how to predict our future or set goals and so forth. And we can reflect on the past and bring those thoughts and feelings and emotions to the current moment as well. But when we think about past, we actually have memories and the memories are moments 
we remember that. We don't remember the time. We code it with time. Usually we code it with time, but we've also coded with emotion. Most of our memories are coded with emotion. And what's worth considering is how many of those memories that we coded with emotion are still running our show today. And what I mean by that is how many of those memories that we used to have that we then created a meaning about, maybe in relation to life or love or, or safety or worth, that still run uh, and play a role in running your show today. This is a really powerful thing because this is where it actually feeds into one of the um, points that one of the followers um, mentioned, but how much of our inverted commas story runs our show and all that is is a memory of a moment which we coded with emotion throughout time. But memories are important. It's important to code memories. It's just to remember that they're memories, not reality. Uh, one of the things I've written and spoken about it extensively is that after going to my handful of funerals, that's for sure, I learned two things that, well, there are only two things in life really, really matter. One, how you contribute. And then two, the memories that you make. And if we can govern our day-to-day living off those two things, how am I contributing and how am I making memories, I think it's not a bad recipe for a life worth living. Those three lessons were pretty powerful for me. Um, But there is so many more that I can share, let alone everyone else. Hence why I reached out to a few of the people that I um, I interact with on my socials, or interact with me at least. The first one being of Mr. Mitch Pike. Um, he said that paying more attention to the feeling or emotion behind the words is nearly always more important than the words themselves. Coming from someone who gets so hung up on words that I miss what's really being said. Huh. Now, to clarify... Firstly, thanks, Mitchie, um, big fella. Um, if, he, if you're not already following Mitch Pike, I would suggest to jump on Mitch Pike underscore. He has, or Mitch the Mentor now, I do apologize, or maybe Mitch Pike. One of those, <laughs> you'll find him. Big dude with a big heart. Um, but all that aside, everything that I share on my you know, friends and followers' questions and, and shares is all my interpretation. It's not their interpretation. I just want to flag that as I go forward. And I, I wrote back saying, love it, understand, uh, understanding our neurosemantics is one of the most profound things we can do for us and those around us. Now, what am I saying in relation to what he is saying? Paying attention more, paying more attention to the feeling or emotion, right? What's the difference between a feeling and emotion? Well, feeling is our description of emotions, right? It's really quite interesting. Emotion is energy in motion within the body, and that's usually, you know, very except, exceptionally nuanced, but... Um, it's a very, very normal thing. There's no bad emotions. The feeling is how we describe those emotions and the story that we tell ourselves about those emotions and, and what they mean to us. But the feeling or emotion behind the words is nearly always more important than the words themselves. So this is where we come into semantics. And I've spoken about semantics before around how um, important it is. Now, when I talk about... So semantics is the meaning that we make about certain words. If I get a room full of sixth graders and I said the word dad, each sixth grader is going to have a different meaning around the word dad. It is semantically loaded. Now, neurosemantics is how have we coded that within our neurosemantic system, our neurology and our meaning-making structures to go, this is what this word means. And this is where it can get caught up or it's like, you said X. It's like, but I know what I mean when I use that word. What do you mean? 
And so this is how we can actually calibrate with individuals rather than going, oh, I know what that means. I understand it for myself. I, I don't understand it for them. If I really want to find out for them, I have to actually engage and go, you said X, what do you mean by X? So I can be on the same page as you because I know what I mean, but what do you mean? And so this is about approaching a conversation with seeking to understand rather than, well, you know, assuming to understand, mind reading, projecting more than anything. Um, so Mitch touches on, touches on a really important point, but they go hand in hand. It's like, what, is, what does this mean? Like, in, and what does it mean in the, in the greater picture? And what meaning am I making about what they're meaning? Hmm. Good share, Mitchie. Thank you. Um, what have we got here? There's a few more. Anne Louise Fitness. Little Anne. I remember I worked with Anne at um, Sportsman's Warehouse about whew, 18 years ago. Hi, Anne. <laughs> loving yourself first and foremost is crucial. Yes. Loving yourself first and foremost is crucial. It is f- fundamental. It is f- We can only accept love up to the level that we love ourselves, right? And it's interesting when we talk about self-love um, and self-care. One of the... Your highway to self-love isn't a isn't a hot bath. It's not a massage. Um, that's that might be self-care, maybe. Um, maybe that's body care. Um, self-love fundamentally comes down to acceptance, self-acceptance. Um, whatever we don't accept about ourselves, we reject. We do not love. And so, our ability to sit in self-acceptance as we are in in all the parts that we have liked and not liked, or or, or, or loved or rejected or any of those stuff or any of that stuff over time, our ability to sit in self-acceptance is fun is is the highway to, to, to loving ourselves. When we love ourselves, we actually allow people to love us and we can actually genuinely love people for who they are as well. It's a really important powerful concept, but we as Anne is saying, loving yourself first and foremost is crucial um, and it flows over. Um. Yeah, powerful. Thanks, Annie. This one by Mel K. Um, is just as important, uh, although maybe not just as serious. She might disagree with me. Reheating pizza in the air fryer is superior to the microwave. That is correct. There is, um, I don't know how many research papers on that, and there might be none, but there should definitely be some. Um, I've done my own uh, research on reheating pizza in the air fryer compared to the microwave, and it is significantly superior. However, for those of you who do not have an air fryer, I, I, of course, I feel sorry for you. But outside of that, if you put a glass of water in the microwave with your reheating of pizza, it'll still be, still be nice and hard. It won't be soft. So there's a free hack for you. Life hack. Probably the only life hack I got for you. The next one, and, and Reese, I don't know if you're going to listen to this podcast, Mr. Rusty Hoff, um, but I am going to share your lesson because I feel like some people may need to hear this. Um, to clarify, Reese's uh, job now, he doesn't do what his trade initially allowed him to do or what he, what he learned to do. He was a plumber. Um, now he watches other people do plumbing. But don't put your hands where you wouldn't put your willy. Four stitches on my thumb later. Um, so a little bit of um, plumbing wisdom for you um, there. Hopefully, um, hopefully you didn't need that one. But, uh, thank you, Reezy. Much love to you. Uh, I'm going to finish with this next one um, from Cara Lee Baker. Very simple, very concise, uh, and exceptionally important. Hers is that I am not my story. No, 
of course, you're not your story. And I don't say that in the sense of, of course, as in you should know, but once we realize that we're not our thoughts, we're not our body, we're not our feelings, we're not our story, once we, we, we realize that, we actually relieve ourselves from, from the, the myth that we have told ourselves or accepted about ourselves over time. Uh, and the freedom that comes from that is quite profound. Um, so, you know, we, we are not a personality. We have one, right? Or in some cases, we do our personality. Um, and if we're not careful, unknowingly, we will do our story. Um, where We can be attached to it. We can be identified with it. And the challenge with that is then, then the story is actually... Um, it is dictating how we're showing up because we are holding on to this idea of who we take ourselves to be. So the question worth considering there is, who do you take yourself to be? And how does that, um, how does that help you uh, in day-to-day? And where does it restrict you? Because once we start to let go of the story, we start to become who we really are, and that's where true liberation is. But we don't often seek for that until we're in some sort of pain funnily enough on that note though um my wrap up of this so if you come this far thank you very much i hope you enjoyed all those stories stories um fundamentally it comes down to the meaning that we make about all of this so all of these stories or any situation we can engage the question that i would propose to you is a couple but one is what meaning have i made about this Am I aware of that? Am I consciously choosing that? Or is it just running me? Is it, is it, is it you know, do, do people have ideas or do ideas have people? Are we aware of the values that we value that can sometimes be the chief operating system of how we actually operate day to day? And we're not choosing, we're habituating. From there, is it useful for you? Genuinely, is it useful? And if not, what needs to change on the inside that would give you a different result on the outside. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you would share it with someone else or share it with your friends or share it on social media. You can tag me and I would encourage you to tag Peak and Flow Training. We have our next base retreat uh, in Kangaroo Valley here in Australia on September 14th and 17th. There's only, um, I think, a couple of more days worth of early bird. I would highly encourage to, if, you, if you're interested, reach out, jump on that. Uh, I think this podcast will go out in time. I We're running another Moments webinar. This is our free webinar that we run for anyone who wants to join the conversation and the discussions. Uh, this Wednesday night, Australian Eastern Standard Time at 7 p.m., I believe. It is 7, 7 to 8 p.m. Now, this one's a special one because we have our flow retreat, our three-day retreat, uh, and our um, our uh, framing and operating procedures uh, and introduction to the retreat is on 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock that Wednesday night. So we are actually doing our Mobits webinar from the retreat, and I'm going to do a few podcasts from there as well. So I'm really looking forward to that, but that's enough from me. If you have any questions, reach out. You can find my details in the show notes. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon.